0: How to End Overwhelm, The Personal Power Hour, Episode 4. You have your work, your family, your hopes and dreams. Then you have your problems, your challenges, your failures and the troubled world that's out there. Life is so multifaceted with so much going on, it's no surprise that we can all get overwhelmed. And then we're given solutions that are complicated and it just adds more straw onto the back of the poor struggling camel. In today's episode, we explore the effect of overwhelm on our thoughts, feelings, and behaviours, and how a simple three-step process can end that negative reaction forever. Today, we'll be looking at why overwhelm is the death of every dream, how to regain more capacity from overwhelm so you can achieve more with the same effort, and how to transform the feelings of overwhelm into calm, considered action. Join me as we break down and simplify the understanding of overwhelm and transform our approach to dealing with overwhelm beyond just management or suppression. I want you to be able to end overwhelm for good.
1: This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign, and The Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operations to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or find Follow the link in the episode description.
0: You are in the right place if you are somebody who wants to make a greater impact and make more difference with your efforts, with the energy that you expend, that you put out into the world. You're definitely in the right place if you're somebody who thinks about and maybe even loses sleep over the legacy that you might leave behind, or how you want to create something that will go on, go forward to continue to help people long after you're gone. And also, you're in the right place if you are a potential world changer, whether you've consciously accepted that or not, or whether there's just a little niggle in the back of your mind that's that's whispering to you, you could actually really make a difference. So personal power, which is what we're talking about in this podcast, is all around being the most powerful version of yourself. At the end of the day, that's all we can ask. That's all we can have, just to be the best version of ourselves, to be the most effective, the most congruent, the most aligned and the most most capable and impactful. So in that space, we end up doing more with less effort. We end up having more energy. So we're always able to take on more things. As, As Dr. Marina spoke about earlier on, she's been up for 20 hours already now and with four hours sleep. If that's Dr. Marina functioning poorly on four hours if I can have half that much ability on my full night to sleep I'll be happy but that again is about having that level of personal power and it's about having more bang for your buck so the whatever you do is many times more effective than it currently is for you right now and the bottom line is all of that is nice to have sounds great but it has to translate into real world action it has to be something that goes out into the world that you can see with your eyes you can hear you can feel you can sense and others can turn around and, and say and report back what they've noticed from what you've done so the key really to how we're going to get that first pers- get to that space where we create that kind of world real world action is if we have clarity both inside ourselves and the ability to express clearly we have a key sense of direction that. Uh, that's, now, this isn't talking about finding your life purpose in one go, because our life purpose will shift and change as we grow, as we move towards one purpose, we'll realize that we've become more and the, and the goal that we had set ourselves, the dream that we had set is now maybe too small. So it's more having that ability to sense your direction and be able to shift and adjust when necessary as well. And then the other important thing is about reducing your distractions so therefore you can focus your energy more so so today is the personal power hour episode four and this is how to end overwhelm my name is wai chung i'm the founder of transformyourworklife.com and i'm also the creator of the reaction code which is a system for using very simple techniques to to disassemble effectively old emotional reaction patterns and uh, negative reaction patterns that you have, whether it's at emotional, physical uh, or intellectual levels and energetic levels ultimately. And I'm the life purpose inner game specialist. And I work with professionals who have basically outgrown their careers. And they've got to the point where they know they need something more meaningful, something deeper in their life. And what I do is I help them to identify what that direction is. I help them to gather all their experience and their skills and their knowledge so that they can go on to create a more meaningful difference for the rest of their working lives. And I've also been a host, a regular host on the News of the Soul radio show, it's a web radio show, which has featured, alongside myself, has <laughs> featured the likes of Marianne Williamson and Greg Braden, Deepak Chopra all the greats in terms of the spiritual understanding and practical applications. So, this podcast, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the format of the Personal Power Hour. The structure of the Personal Power Hour is to tackle that personal power issue from two different angles. One, the first angle is all about purpose and your alignment, both internally, your head and your heart, and both externally, the outcomes, the goals, that your environment, your, the surroundings that you have. The second part of it is all about personal effectiveness, to increase the amount of energy that you have available to you and to reduce the things that drain your energy, the things that are inefficient, that waste your strength. And part of that personal effectiveness is also to have that increased focus so you, you don't get as easily distracted, you're not as easily taken off track, or if you do go off your path, you know it and you chose it. And also to be able to maintain your momentum. Because, you know, there's, there's nothing worse really than, well, plenty worse. It's a bad feeling when you get, your pers- level of personal effectiveness gets great. You're able to uh, suddenly reach new heights and then boom, it's bust time again boom bust and there's no consistency and that's also one of the one of the curses of the people out there who are trying to make a difference and trying to help that often if you are having to put a lot of energy a lot of effort into being effective then it's not sustainable you will get periods where you'll be amazingly effective and other periods where you'll just fall flat and and then you'll look back at that and you'll you'll beat yourself up a bit for it and then you get get a whole lot of energies together to pick yourself up and then fall flat again and so on. I'm sure many of you may well have experienced that yourselves. So ultimately, this podcast, what I want for you and the results that I want to help you create are for you to have greater inspiration, the, to have inspiration within yourself and the ability to inspire others further. Because of course, the more aligned, the more congruent you are, the more powerful you are, and therefore, the more you're able to inspire others increase your levels of creativity, give you a space from new perspectives. So things that you thought were your problems, the ways that you thought you were as a being, to give you that flexibility to to shift that and to see the change and to create the change for yourselves and ultimately action. And that's an important thing. At the end of this session, you will be given some homework. If it is of course entirely up to you, whether you do it or not, But of course the more you put in life the more you're going to get out so the key features for the way in which i'm going to be presenting information to you in this podcast is all about practicality increasing awareness and improving resonance so what's in it for you is the guidance and distilled experience from over 15 years of corporate leadership work and over 10 years now in transformational coaching and resulting in clear, actionable tasks. And again, it's all about practicality. All the philosophy and theories in the world are wonderful. They're great. And you can talk about them till the cows come home, but it doesn't mean anything unless you're actually going to, how is it, how do people put this? Unless you can get the rubber to meet the road. So. With all that out of the way, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the schedule of the Personal Power Hour podcast. So we are currently on session four, which is about how to end overwhelm. We previously talked about the greatest lie about work-life balance in session three. Number two was how to align with your true purpose. Number one was the importance of personal power. And next time round, we'll also be talking about number five. We'll be talking about transforming emotional intelligence into emotional mastery, how as not just about knowing what you're feeling and why you're feeling the thing, but actually to take that, uh, use that emotion to inform your actions and also the, to understand the incredible power that exists in your emotions and how to draw from that power, how to actually harness that for your own purposes. Then we'll be looking at number six, tapping into the power of those emotions. Seven, converting your energy drainers into energy gainers. Then after that, number eight, generating movements, maintaining your momentum obviously majorly important, especially if you've done so much work to get to where you are at the moment. And then nine, how to tap into and use use your deep inner confidence. And 10, aligning the head and the heart. So you have incredible creativity. 11, aligning the head and heart for inspired action. And then 12, resonating fully with the environment around you so that you can thrive in any situation regardless of how tough it might be. And then 13, understanding what it is you really, really want deep down from the core part of the heart of you that's the plan so far okay overwhelm that's what we're talking about this evening so what do we when we're, i'm talking about overwhelm in this context we're talking about the points when it feels like there's just too much going on you know, for those of you here who have high level jobs or if you have your own business or if you are balancing work and family life if you have children there are so many elements in our life that asks us to be so many different people that asks from us uh, so many different skills and different ways of being different behaviors there's a sort of crazy concept that we've all bought into is that we are supposed to be us I'm supposed to be me, just me. just exactly who I am. But if you think about this, when you talk to your school teacher, or when you spoke to, compared to speaking to the headmaster, compared to speaking to your boss, compared to speaking with your your significant other, compared to speaking with your children, we're different people if you actually think about it, your language patterns are different, the way in which you respond is different, the level of patience that you allow for is different. We're actually multiple different characters at different points in time, depending on the context, depending on the circumstances. And that's actually asking quite a lot. It's the old analogy of swapping hats. we, We walk around dragging along with us a hat rack. And we just keep swapping over. Hold on, a bowler today, the no, uh, top hat, this one beret. Oh, beret looks very fancy and cool, and cowboy hat, and so on and so forth. Uh, so many different hats all the time, and that's just purely in terms of how we're responding to the circumstances around us. Other things that amount that can build up to the amount that we've got going on: are the feelings, emotional responses, emotional reactions, how. You can even generate an emotional response with yourself just thinking about a conversation you had with someone yesterday. Maybe you had a difficult conversation with someone, or maybe you've got an argument brewing in the background, all those kind of things. You don't even need to be in the middle of them to actually generate the emotions and the feelings around it. You just have to think about it. So you, our thoughts also, there's so many different things we're trying to think about. What, what, am I, what are we having for dinner later on this evening? What's gonna happen in a meeting that's coming up? What am I going to do about that contract negotiation that's breaking down? What about all those people out there in the world that I want to help? How on earth am I ever going to reach them? How am I going to achieve my vision, my dream, my goal with X number of years left on my clock? All those kind of things, is over, that amounts to the overwhelm. Now, we think we're overwhelmed we can only really sort of normally experience overwhelm when we're in a situation where it feels like it's all too much. But what's actually really going on is underneath, inside us, these reactions, these patterns, these thoughts, these feelings, these different characters, and so on. They're actually all going on all the time. And that takes up an awful lot of energy. Now, we... On the surface of the conscious level, we only think about the stuff. We only recognize it when we do get overwhelmed. But what's actually going on all the time is we're actually keeping all that stuff under. We're keeping all that stuff down. We're using up a lot of our energy to keep those things in check, keep them in place. An analogy I often use is imagine you're in a swimming pool. And there are beach balls all around you. And your, your job is to keep as many of those beach balls under the water as you possibly can. And you do it. You do a great job of it. That's when you go out and you smile sweetly to everyone. People ask you, How are you doing? You go, I'm great. Yeah, I'm having a really nice day. And then at some point, you lose track of one of those balls and it bounces up to the surface. So you turn your attention to that ball to push that one down. But of course, in doing so, you've now lost grip of another one. Pop, another two come up behind you. So you turn around, you get them. Pop, pop, three more. Because you've lost track of that. And then the original one that popped up comes up as well. And then these two, and these two, next thing you know, they've all popped up to the surface. And that's, that's when we get overwhelmed. Overwhelm affects us in many different ways. But one of the biggest ones is that it takes out a lot of your energy. It drains a lot of your energy. It means that when you are in an overwhelmed state, you're really not particularly effective if you're in an overwhelmed state like i've got uh, you've got a workday schedule and there's 15 things you need to do and you only actually had time to do five of them but it doesn't stop you thinking about the other 10 that you're not going to get done in fact you may even spend quite a lot of time thinking about those things that you can't get done thereby reducing the amount of time you've got to do those five now you only get three done so it takes off it takes a lot of your energy and the other thing is when you've actually All those balls that popped up in the pool. When you use up your energy to actually keep put them all back down again, that's that energy expended. If you've ever been in a situation where you had a big argument, or maybe you're even thinking about a time when there was a big argument or there was a big disruption. At the time when you're thinking about it, you're actually quite animated. Uh, you, you're getting angry and you're getting sad you're frustrated you're getting all these things all happening at the same time so there's a lot of energy flying around so and then when you've decided that's it i've had enough uh, i'm done with this thing now i'm not going to think about that argument that situation that thing anymore then you sit down and then boom feels like you've just run 10 miles and that's because you've just expended even more energy putting all this stuff back down. So energy is drained when you feel get overwhelmed. The other problem is when you're trying to solve too many problems at once, again, you reduce your effectiveness. This, this could be where there's problems. In fact, ultimately, this could also work in terms of when we talk about purpose and alignment, when there's too many possibilities. Yeah, you know, that's the, the curse of the talented, of which I'd imagine many of you listening right now, so you listening right now, you are that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have come into this particular arena or followed on to Rich Woman Magazine or listening to this podcast. You know, so having too many options can also be a problem. Because what shall I do? Should I've got all these skills and all these talents. Which one is the main one I want to go for? So what? So it can either be too many negative things or even too many possibilities. And you'll hear me talk quite a lot about that in other areas as well when talking about focusing on what is your purpose for this moment in time now, rather than all the possibilities. But what that results in is massively split awareness. If you can imagine if you have 100 different problems that you're focusing on, you're giving those 100 problems the equal amount of attention. That means you're only able to apply 1%, 1% of yourself to each one of those problems. And of course, the ideal would be if you can apply 99% or 100% to one problem, get that one solved, and now all of a sudden, you've only got 99 We don't do that. We're, we've been well-trained, well-conditioned to be trying to handle multiple problems at the same time which of course then reduces our capacity. So that's another effect of overwhelm. And again, as I mentioned before, overwhelm doesn't always have to be so overtly, that's it, I can't handle anymore. Overwhelm can be happening quietly in the background without you even realizing that you've become overwhelmed. You'll only notice it when after two hours of staring at the screen, trying to put together that five minute email, you suddenly realized, oh my God, I just sat here with this thing and this should only be a really simple task, but for some reason. And that's because there's too much going on inside. Another way that overwhelm can affect you is the emotional overload. Too many feelings going on. And here's here's the beautiful thing about overwhelm and, and particularly when it comes to emotional overload. So first of all, you feel a negative emotion coming. Maybe it's a sense of disappointment with yourself. You know, disappointment, not a huge, great, big one. It's not a major emotion. It's only I'm disappointed in the way my life is turning out right now. Hint, disappointment is probably one of the most major ones that we have. Okay, so you start with disappointment. So you get a feeling of disappointment. And then, of course, you switch to your mind. Why am I disappointed? What is it that I'm so disappointed about? And then other thoughts will come up from that. Oh, I'm disappointed because I feel I should have been better. So therefore, I'm not good enough. Ooh, there we go. Another emotional reaction comes up under the I'm not good enough. And then it's going, that's going to spark off all the times when you felt you weren't good enough. Oh, I remember back in third grade when I was asked to stand up and read aloud from the book that we were working on at the time. And I fumbled all of my words, the whole class laughed at me. And then that's going to bring up all sorts of other thoughts about how, oh, no, then how people think about me. And before you do it, just in the way that we've been taught to, or the, to process emotions, we've ended up thinking about it and brought up a whole bunch of other emotions. Where we were first dealing with one particular issue, if we think long and hard enough about it, you've, you're now dealing with about 50 issues at the same time. I'm pretty sure you don't have to cast your mind too far back to recognize when you've done that for yourself. And that, and of course, all that kind of thing can also lead to judgments against yourself, against other people. And then we get into the blame game, uh, whose fault it was, who should have done this instead of that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, all that started with a bit of overwhelm that led to overthinking that led to even more reactions and emotions being brought up and, and again, Tons and tons of wasted energy. And ultimately, overwhelm kills dreams. If you thought you were going to do something amazing in for the world or for yourself or for your family, whatever it is, but then you got it got to a stage where it just felt like it was too much, you can't handle it anymore. Then you step back and you go back into your small little safe cave and you light yourself a nice fire and you think, oh, you know what, I'll just sit here for another day another week another year another decade because part of that part of what happens under that overwhelm is you are being challenged you are being shown that you have reached the edge of your capacity and the edge of your capability not so that you you have to back off but so that you're about to step foot into the next level of your capability, that you're about to step forward into new knowledge. You've reached the edge of your knowledge and your ability. That doesn't mean it's the end. It just means you're about to step into greater knowledge and greater ability. But again, that's all stuff from the head, which is all good. So I hope that this is all making sense so far. And if some of you listening to me talking about it are starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed, then good, because that's the point, that's the purpose. Because what I want to do now is I want to show you a very simple process in order to to stop trying to handle so many different things at the same time. To stop going off to each one of those balls in the pool and trying trying to push them all underwater. Now, this particular technique, I call it the pull yourself together technique. And that comes from, I guess it must have been Dad's Army. It's an old sitcom that used to, we used to have in the UK about this bunch of, a bunch of people who were part of the, I think they're the home, what do they call it? I can't remember what they call it now, but the, the, everyone's gone off to war. This is World War II. Everyone's gone off to war, and they're the ones that are left behind to, to look after the country, if you like. And there's one thing they would just say, you know, oh, for goodness sake, put yourself together, man. It's a typical kind of expression. And that's where that came from. But you'll understand in a moment why I use that particular analogy. But in overwhelm, earlier on when I was speaking about it, I was talking about the things that were current. I'm just gonna add another dimension to this now, just to give you an, a bit more of a taste of how Big of a problem overwhelm can be because overwhelm doesn't just work with the present with what's going on with you right now overwhelm also draws in issues problems circumstances situations and other negatively impacting events from the past So you're not just dealing with the present overwhelm, it triggers off parts of you from the past. And not only does overwhelm affect you in the present and with things from the past, it also affects you into the future. Put your hand up if you've ever been overwhelmed about thinking about something that's coming up, something that hasn't even happened yet. Or potential problem that could happen and the snowball effect that will occur if that were to happen and all the people that would be impacted negatively and et cetera et cetera et cetera overwhelm has a foot in the present in the past and in the future that's right this thing has three feet (laughs) what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to use a first of all just going to use a bit of a conceptual model okay this conceptual model is based on the, the concept that when you think about something you actually do put part of your awareness there depending on how far along the scale you are from scientific hard evidence material things only right the way across to the other side of the, the spectra, you know, other side of that scale where it's just uh, uh, magic woo woo and uh, spiritual and so on and by the way i don't mean anything disrespectful in either of those because i occupy on both sides of that scale started off on the logical scientific-like side and grew to understand that there was so much that we didn't fully understand uh, you know, as a species and so many things that we experienced that can't be understood that don't, we don't fully have comprehension of yet still happen and we can still sense and we can still feel you know, everyone's experience something that cannot be explained by conventional understanding of reality and science. Through that, I've gone right the way across to the other side of the scale. I like to think that I can keep sliding between both sides of the scale. So if you're on the logical side of the scale, we're talking about when you get overwhelmed to think about all these different things going on, that you put your awareness into those places, whether it's a past, present, or future. Over. To the more energetic spiritual side of the scale we're talking about your consciousness literally leaving pieces and parts of yourself in those spaces thinking about the past you're not just thinking about the past you have actually placed a piece of your awareness and your consciousness out there hence why you think of it you feel it fully it's like you're really there because you really are. there's a, there's a model and another theory where we talk about how when somebody has a traumatic incident say for instance a car accident and if you've ever experienced a car accident then you'll understand this and i'm hoping you with you listening here you haven't but if you have then you may well report that when you had the accident you've come away from there you've healed physically doctors say everything's great you're perfectly back to normal Yet, it still feels like something's wrong. Something's missing. You often hear about how things were never the same after the accident. Or the person doesn't feel the same. They lose some of their confidence. And there's no explanation for it. It's just, oh, if somebody has something traumatic, of course, that's going to affect their confidence. Maybe. But here's another way of looking at it. What happens is at a time of great trauma or great anguish, anything that's uh, really overwhelming at the time when it occurred, part of your awareness can almost jump out of the body. Whoa, that's really, I don't like this here. I'm not staying here. I'm getting out of here. It's like a jet fighter. It's uh, how much, I don't know how much they are nowadays, but maybe $40 million each upwards, depending on if you add all the tick all the options boxes. So $40 million for a fighter jet. Yet, if something's going wrong, they want the pilot to eject out of there because it costs even more than that to train a good pilot. So the, you can roll another one of those uh, planes off the assembly line. No big deal. But to get one of those pilots that's as good as that one that's in that plane, really hard. It takes a long time. So save the pilot, dump the plane. It's the same thing when things overwhelm us, when the uh, great big trauma, traumatic Experiences happen is like this. The again, depending which end of the scale you want to go from, the awareness, the consciousness, the spirit, the soul. So I just travel along the whole line there. Whichever label you want to apply to that is more important than the body alone. So you try to save that. The part of that ejects out of the, the body that might well be destroyed in the next moment. And again, it might not have to be a physical accident. It could be something so harrowing, so painful, that there's a sense that it's going to end you, whether it's something that's emotional or psychological. It doesn't physical, emotional, psychological, as far as our consciousness and our awareness is concerned. Any one of those is fair game. They're, they're equal measure. So going back to the example of the person having the accident. So they're physically healed. And when they go back to, or when they go back home, they still feel like something isn't right. But then when they go to the scene of the accident, for some strange reason, there's a feeling of comfort, of completeness, even though you know, it's going to also bring up some, uh, some bad memories too. But there's a sense that, yeah, there's a strange sense in that space. And for a moment, things feel like they're kind of almost normal. But when they leave the site of the accident, they're back to feeling like something's missing again. And my belief is because there literally is a part of them by the side of the road where that accident occurred. That is still part of their awareness that they've chosen to leave there because that's the part that ejected out. That's the part that said, whoa, I'm getting out of here before it's too late. And because we've never been taught even the possibility of this or the concept of this, we go about leaving pieces of ourselves all over the place, whether it's in the past, whether it's in the present, or whether it's having worried about something in the future. Okay. Now, if you're still listening to me at this particular point and you haven't clicked off and gone, that guy's complete kook and is is a lunatic. I don't know why I even bothered listening to this far. Congratulations. Thank you for still being with us here because now This is where we get to the really interesting part of how you're going to change that, how you're going to get back more of you so that you have more of your consciousness, more of your awareness, more of your soul, more of your spirit with you in the present moment right now. So that you can put all of that to bear on the issue that you've got in front of you, rather than trying to handle 99 additional issues that you can't even do much about right now. See, this is the key. The, it's is not about ignoring problems, things that have occurred in the past or things that have gone on in the future. You can still know about them at the conscious mind, logically. It's just, it's not useful to have your emotional parts, your spiritual parts, your energetic parts, your uh, your deeper awareness, all those other parts spread out in those places. They Those parts want to be here. So if you've ever felt like you're not all together that you're not functioning or no, you're not firing on all cylinders or f- somehow some mornings you get up you and you wonder where the rest of you has got to and how it's taking so long to shake off the cobwebs or you get through partway through a day and you almost like lose sense of what it is you're trying to achieve and uh, what it is you're doing that's what's happened you've actually again lost a big chunk of yourself or lots of chunks of yourself. Now what I'm going to show you here is a tool that you can actually use anywhere and at any time, but please don't get it confused with other things where this isn't actually about bringing back all those parts permanently, because there will be some very good reason why that some of those parts are still in the past and won't, don't want to come back to you. Maybe there's, it's such a huge trauma that it's going to require more work. and and deeper investigation and uh, work on other reactions, emotions and feelings and so on in order to bring that back. What I'm talking about here is trying to get back the maximum amount of you that you can get hold of now. So we're not really talking about getting back 100%. To be generous, I would say on a whole, most people are probably operating on about 25% of their potential presence. So if you can just get back another 25, you're operating 50%. I double the amount that you already had. That's good. We'll take that. Okay. So the best way to do this is if I can get you to stand up. If you are able to stand up, if you're not in a position where you're able to stand up, that's fine. But if you can, please do. Stand up for a moment. Now, what I'd like you to do, just for a moment, is notice how your body feels. Just you know, shift your weight a little bit from the, you know, one heel to the next just to get a sense of what your body feels like. It's not supposed to be anything in particular. This is just a way of calibrating where you are right now. We're only interested in what we find right now. We're not, interest, not too interested in how it got here or what, it should, what you should feel like and all that kind of thing. It's just taking a reading of where you are right now. And notice your thoughts, notice how your mind is going at the moment. Again, no judgment is whatever it is, we're just taking a snapshot on what we're finding right now. And then notice your feelings, emotionally. Okay? And now, after having taken a quick check of yourself, think about something that you find really difficult in your life whether it's in the business in your life or something that basically when you get to it it is overwhelming it just feels like too much how am i going to get that book published at the time for the date that i've agreed with the publishers how am i going to be able to market my services, my business out so I can get the right number of clients and the right type of people to come to me so I can earn the living that I feel I need in order to be able to do the things I really want to do? How am I really going to impact all those children that I want to help in the world? Things, something like that, where it just feels like, Ooh, oh, boy, that's a bit much. And when you do that, again, take, notice how you feel physically, notice how what's going on in your mind and notice the emotions. We don't need you, don't need to get into full 100% overwhelm. It's just to get a taste, just to sense that. If you've got an important meeting coming up, if you've got a presentation that you don't feel you're ready for, if you're currently listening to this uh, podcast and you're then about to go out and you've got to deliver something important, or maybe you're in Clubhouse and it's going to be your turn to speak next, and you're thinking, oh no, I wish I hadn't put my hand up on on the stage now. What am I going to do? Whatever it is that you feel could be a bit too much take a snapshot of that get a feeling of that that what we're doing here is we just want to have a before and after picture for you so notice how that feels right now to be slightly overwhelmed now i spoke before about parts of our consciousness being all over the place just taking that model to be true for a moment just pretend it's true for a moment we're going to reach out for a piece of your consciousness or your awareness. It could be any direction. It could be any point in time. But the important thing is we're just going to track it from where you are at the moment, from your physical body. So just allow yourself to notice which direction gets your attention when you ask for a piece of your self to come back from wherever it is at the moment. You don't need to worry about what it's actually doing and it's not bringing anything back. It's just actually, you're just getting it to return home. So think about a piece of your awareness that's out there and notice which direction catches your attention. Is it to your left, to your right, in front, above, below? Whichever direction it is, just notice the first direction. And if you are able to, just reach an arm out in that direction, keep reaching, until you reach the extent of your arm, then just imagine that you carry on reaching further, like you're, was that, Mr. Fantastic or, or Plastic Man. You can, your arm just stretches out and just keeps reaching out until it feels like you don't need to reach any further. So you connect with that part of yourself that's, don't pull it back or anything dramatic, just tap that per- version, that piece of yourself that's out there somewhere, either in the past, the future, or another location, tap them on the shoulder and let them know that they're in the wrong place. They should be here. Come home. Just allow them to come back. And if you do notice that, allow yourself to notice feeling that coming back to you. If you don't notice any feeling of it, it doesn't matter. But just tap that part of yourself on the shoulder and allow them to come back. And you may feel something at this stage. Some people feel, sometimes it feels like it's light, it's heavy. Sometimes you might not feel anything. Now, while that's going on, Allow yourself to notice a second direction. Again, to your right, to your left, below you, above you, 45 degrees to uh, southwest, doesn't matter. Whichever direction calls to you. And if you can't physically reach out for that direction, just imagine yourself reaching out. I don't want anyone twisting their backs out or anything crazy like that. But just reach out in that direction. Connect up with that part of yourself. And again, you're not forcing it back. You're just letting it know, you're in the wrong place. Party's over here. right yeah come back here and listen to the podcast it's really cool i hope so (laughs) allow that part of yourself to come back to you and then a third direction again reach right out connect up to that part of yourself tap themselves tap them on the shoulder and say hey come on home what are you doing out there that thing that happened that's long gone long past or yeah that thing hasn't happened yet just come back here and and join us And then. Finally, with this, imagine sending a signal out in all directions. It's like a globe that starts from the very center of you, right in the, the solar plexus, the sternum area, and it expands outwards. And what this, this multi-directional globe ball does is it just keeps growing, expanding out, tapping all those parts of you that are out there somewhere and out there some when on the shoulder, and just calling them all home and just that extends right the way out beyond your body, beyond the, the room you're in, the building, the country, the planet, the solar system, the galaxy, the universe. Tapping all those parts of yourself in the shoulder and going, come on, time to come home. Dinner's ready. You don't want to leave it to get cold. Or another analogy I like is like the boating lake. Yeah, You're calling out on the tannoy or the loudspeaker. Right, that's it. We're closing in five minutes. Everyone bring back the pedalos or else you lose your deposit. It's allow those parts to come back to you. Some might, some, again, if you do feel anything, some might feel that like they come back fast, some slow, some heavy, some light. Some might feel like it's just like a, a gossamer veil falling over you. Others might, if sometimes you might feel like you're hit sideways by a truck. Just allow yourself to feel those parts coming back. You don't have to have every single part. All you're doing is you're just asking for as much as you can get back right now. That's it. Allow those parts to come back. And there will always be some that drag the heels or some that are a little bit, the the laggards, the ones are a little bit lazy, the ones are kind of slightly reluctant. Oh, really? Do I have to? (sighs) That's fine. Let them do what they're doing. And then bring your attention back to here and now. And you can open back up your eyes and notice your physical body. Notice how your body physically feels. And notice how your emotions are and notice how your thoughts are. Just take a moment to take a snapshot of what it's like now that you've pulled yourself together. And this particular technique, you can use anywhere at any time. I've got you to practice it right now, standing up and reaching out because there's that kinesthetic element. Uh, I'm actually quite kinesthetic. So I, I, I move around a lot, In fact, you won't have seen this, you won't know this, but all the while, while I've been while i've been recording this podcast i've been all over the place i've been walking all around the room arms waving all over the place and so on it's just me that's just how i am but it does actually help to bring that kinesthetic element into it but after you've practiced this a few times say for instance you know 10 times if you practice it that many, after that many times you can then just imagine you can be sitting there doing it you can do it anywhere if seriously if you do this t- 10 times in a row i'm not asking you to do it right now but if you do just do do this technique 10 times in a row you'll have gotten so used to doing it you just think about doing it and it will occur and you can choose to do it as quickly or as slowly as you like and you can choose to physically act out as much of it as you like or as little of it as you like now this technique as far as I'm aware I haven't seen anywhere else I don't know whether uh, I it just came to me one day or I channeled it or it was an amalgamation or a distillation of all a lot of other things that I've learned and so on but one day it just clicked click bang this looks like something that could, this feels like something could be really useful. And I've been using this with my clients for years and years now. And what typically happens is that once this is done, your body feels more solid, you feel more balanced. There's also a sense of clarity. There's also, sometimes actually, sometimes people feel lighter, but either way, they often feel more balanced and more stable. That is at the physical level, at the emotional level, at the mental level. And what happens is when we're in that space, we're in that space of internal stability. We are then in a space where we're ready to take action and uh, be, and effectively target the, the issue or the problem or the opportunity that we've got in front of us. Now, you may find that after a while, you go through the rest of your day, other things come in, uh, those parts of you can g- start going back and returning to where they need to be uh, at the moment. Don't worry about that. This isn't about keeping hold of all those parts, it's just about when you need it, you can use it. So, particularly when things do feel like they're getting overwhelming, when things are getting too much, that's the perfect time to apply it. When you're about to get on stage, whether it's digitally or whether it's physically, and you, the nerves are coming up, do this. And you will be more you going up onto that stage. I've absolutely promised you that. This is something I use all the time when I'm going up and speaking in front of live audiences. And this is something I've taught to clients who've had issues with public speaking. Or sometimes people don't even have, sometimes you may not even have an issue with public speaking. But when it comes to speaking about something that really matters, that feels like it's high risk. This is my life purpose. This is the, the dream, the goal that I haven't dared tell anybody about before until now. And here I am about to walk up on stage and tell 1,500 strangers or even scarier, tell 10 of my closest family and friends. That would be, the be That would be a useful time to have as much of yourself available as you could at that moment of time. So that's what this technique uh, uh, can be used for. There are many other applications, but... For tonight's purposes, we're talking about using it to end that feeling of overwhelm and so that you can be in a space where you can take powerful congruent action that makes sense, that isn't you fighting within yourself, that isn't you using a whole lot of energy to try and just keep yourself together because you've already pulled yourself together Then all the energy you've got there is things that you can use to become creative, to inspire to come up with new perspectives. So I hope that was straightforward and easy to understand. If not, if there were elements in that that you don't quite get, or when you practice it, you start running into difficulties, or you have questions, or you have feedback, then please do contact me. You can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. And the address you need to look for is transformyourworklife, all in one word, transformyourworklife. Or you can also email me on info at transformyourworklife.com and yeah it doesn't have to be a problem if you've got something that you want to feedback you know oh i i tried that technique you said and this amazing thing happened that's great too yeah that's one of the things in our society that we're not great at is celebrating it's highlighting to the universe this is back to the other end of the scale high highlighting to the universe this thing happened i enjoyed it i want more of that now that's my practical way of defining what a celebration is you're effectively saying to the universe great stuff happened more please which is distinctly different from wishful thinking this is stuff already happened undeniably happened undeniable response that i got from it i just want more of that your your homework is to think of eat now you can do this not do this in advance actually i would say Whenever you run into, okay, let me start again. Your, your first piece of homework. Do this exercise 10 times in a row, just for practice. Again, I promise you, it's time spent. It will probably take you all of about 15 minutes to do it. Because each time you do it, you'll get faster and faster and faster. Because again, what is, this is one of those things that's when I'm showing this to kids, they get it immediately and they're right on it, to, again, for my, my purposes, for evidence, that to me tells me that we were naturally supposed to do these kinds of things. We were supposed to be able to do this particular technique or exercise or some variant of it. When kids who, have, who you know, are still so young and haven't learned anything yet, and they, that tells me something. It tells me that we've been taught so long in our lives that we can't do it, or we've been taught not to do it or not to approach things in this way. Whereas a kid who's still fairly fresh, they haven't had as much conditioning, as much education, as much programming as we've had for them. It's just, yeah, no problem. You know, that's good evidence that humans were meant to be able to do this. So practice it, just play around with it, practice it 10 times. And then when you get to situations, even if it's, uh, tomorrow, when you get to work, when you look at your list of, you open up your mailbox and all the emails. Oh, God, I thought I cleared this yesterday. 302 emails overnight. You've got to be kidding me. When that feels like it's going to be too much, you start thinking, about, I've got all these things to do in my day. How am I going to answer? Do this. And then notice what happens. And I'm certain that if you were to do this, as soon as you finish doing this, you open your eyes back up or you, or you bring yourself back to the present, it will be so clear what it is you need to do next. It'll be so simple in terms of what's the next task that you need to put that 50%, including the 25% regained attention, focus, consciousness, spirits, whatever that you've got now. You'll know where to apply it. That's what I'd like you to do, because again, you can listen to this as many times as you like, but if you don't actually take the actions, you don't actually do the things that I'm showing you here or recommending to you or develop your own variant of it. That's not a problem, but it's the doing that matters. It's the taking action that matters. That's what ends up with real world results and real tangible differences and changes that you can feel, you can hear, you can taste, you can sense. Ultimately, we are here not just as a mental being or as a spiritual being. We are also here as a physical being. There's a reason for that. So... We need to bring all these, all this knowledge, all this ability, down into the 3D world because that's where we can affect change, which then can affect others back up in the other direction. Their energy, their spirit, their mind. But now, if it doesn't come down into the world here, where we can then exchange it and pass it on, and with and so on, then it doesn't mean anything. Now, it's the meditating to find your own inner peace on top of a mountain for 20 years. Great. So you've got inner peace. Isn't until you come down from the mountain and bring it to the villages and bring it to the masses, bring it to everyone else, that the real result occurs. So, I'm going to get off my soapbox now and tell you about the next session, which is all about transforming emotional intelligence, which is obviously one of the great things that we're talking more and more about. And I'm so glad that current society is getting more interested in emotional intelligence, in emotional health, in, in In mental health all those kind of areas that's for so long has been left on the sidelines and left to be something that we're supposed to manage by ourselves magically somehow you know now we're starting to look at those things and pay more attention to them and that's great but emotional intelligence is still doing a lot of it from understanding it's still looking at emotions from the place uh, from the mind from an intellectual standpoint what i want to uh, show you is how to start bringing uh, that from emotional intelligence into emotional mastery and that is how to work with manage and get the most out of those those emotions at an emotional level at the level of the heart rather than just just understanding it from the mind and then of course when you've got both heart and mind working together you're unstoppable so with that i'll bid you a good evening and i look forward to speaking with you again in the next session which is going to be next week. I believe there's a slight change of time and that one will be next Tuesday at 7 p.m. In the meantime, do contact me if you have any feedback, any questions about the pull yourself together technique. Again, Instagram and LinkedIn is transform your work life, and email is info at transformyourworklife.com. And I think that's probably all I have to say about this at the moment. Apart from just imagine if you were a whole, okay, so imagine at some point you were a whole person, then parts were, ended off elsewhere in other places. Imagine what you could achieve if you, you could operate with twice the amount of awareness, consciousness, spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it. You know, that is well within your grasp and well within your ability to do that. And I'm being conserved. Just if you're operating right now at at 25%, imagine what you could achieve at 50%. So with, with that, I'm going to leave you there this evening and have a great evening. And I look forward to speaking with you soon.